Hi there. Welcome to the While You Wait podcast, where it's all about helping women just like you learn about the bladder while you're waiting for your appointment with that specialist. Each week, I'll combine science, medicine, and common sense so you can learn, become empowered, and get started on your journey to dryness. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Boyles, a board-certified urogynecologist. Let's get started. Hi there. Today, I'm going to be talking about what you can expect from your first visit in a urogynecologist's office. And I think this is pretty standard, although there is some variation that you can see between different providers. I want to break this down for you. I think it's pretty normal to feel nervous or apprehensive before an appointment. Some people want to know what's going to happen. Others don't want to think about it at all. But more information is always better. Going to see a urogynecologist can be intimidating. A lot of women haven't even heard of a urogynecologist, and I think it helps if you know what to expect from that visit. So let's go ahead and let's break this down and let's get started. Let's start with what's going to happen before the office visit. So once you make your appointment, you're going to be sent lots of paperwork, and we'll ask you to fill out the paperwork. Now, a couple of things about the paperwork that you get. It's pretty common to assume that all the different systems in medicine talk, and that's really not true. It's pretty frustrating because when you see one physician, you'll fill out the same information that you fill out at another at another provider's office. I've had to do this, and I think it's a waste of my time. But the truth is that the systems don't talk, and so it's really important that you fill out all of this information. One day we'll do it better, but we're not there right now. So the paperwork, once you get past the insurance information, some of it is focused on your past medical and surgical history. You'll be asked about risk factors like smoking, the amount of exercise you get, and constipation. And then there will be a lot of questions about your symptoms. Some of these questions may seem awkward. We may ask you questions about things you've never heard of. The symptoms may seem worse than what you have. Don't let any of this put you off. It's important that you answer these questions. And even if most of the answers are no or negative, it still gives us good information. Some of these questions are also part of standard questionnaires that we use. And we use these questionnaires to give you a score. And the score is an objective way of determining how bad your symptoms are. But then also we can repeat the questionnaire and we know how much you have been how much you have improved after treatment. The questions are really geared to help me get to know you better and to help me determine what factors might impact your bladder function or even your surgical recovery. So for example, I'll ask a lot of questions about exercise and it's really important for me to know how much exercise you get if we start talking about a surgery. We give women lots of post-operative restrictions after surgery and that's really difficult for women who exercise a lot and use exercise to kind of maintain their mental health. So those are all really important things for me to know about you. Before you come to the office, I review all of this information, and I usually do it a day or two before the office visit. 
So it's great if that information is there. Some women will fill it out right before their visit. And while that may be easier for you, it's harder for me to read all of that information, get all of that information, look up other things in different systems that I might need on you, questions that might be generated from your answers, like old operative reports. And so it's really helpful if that information is there when I have just a little bit more time to review it. If that doesn't work, I can pull it all together, um, but I might have to do a little homework after your visit. We also ask a lot of questions about trauma and abuse, and those questions are very important because they help me make the office visit a little bit more comfortable for you. So once you're done with the paperwork and it's time for your office visit, you'll come into the office. You'll go to the desk, you'll sign in, you'll sit in the waiting room for a few minutes. We try really hard to run on time. The medical assistant will then come get you, ask you a couple of questions. They'll take you to a room. They'll check your blood pressure, your height, and your weight. We usually just ask you about your height. Um, And then we'll have you go to the bathroom and we'll ask for a urine specimen. Then we go back to the room, ask you to undress from the waist down. And then once that's done, we do a quick ultrasound on your belly. So just an abdominal probe. And this ultrasound helps us determine if you're emptying your bladder well, right? So before the visit, I have your vital signs. I know if anything has changed since you filled out the paperwork, I can look at your urine to see if there's any blood or sugar, anything abnormal in your urine. And I know how well you're emptying. And then I come into the room and I review your questionnaire with you. And this may seem redundant, but I always learn a lot more by listening to you explain your symptoms and tell me what's going on. There's a lot of information in the questionnaire, but hearing you talk about your frustrations and the experience gives me a lot more information. Sometimes this can be really embarrassing for women, but that's not the point. It just helps me to get to know you and to make sure that I, I'm not missing anything. It also helps me to prioritize your symptoms and to figure out what's bothering you the most, and it tells me where to start. So Once this history taking is complete, then I examine you. So I always look at you, look at your skin, look at your legs, look at any swelling you have. I listen to your heart and lungs. I look at your abdomen really carefully just to make sure that your surgical scars match the surgical history that you gave me. It's really common to forget about small surgeries like having your tubes tied. And I want to make sure that I understand everything that has happened to you. I do a complete pelvic exam, and this includes testing some nerves to see if you have intact nerve reflexes. I evaluate your pelvic floor muscles to see how well you can contract and to see if you have any pain. I look for prolapse. I look for leaking. I feel to make sure you don't have any masses or anything different that might be going on. I look for anatomical problems like a diverticulum or cysts. I look at your skin to see if there are any moles or discolorations or vulvar skin abnormalities that might be impacting your symptoms. This seems like a lot, but it doesn't usually take very much time. 
So then once this is over, we talk and I tell you about your diagnosis, what I think is going on, what I think is causing your problems. If there's anything else we need to worry about, like prolapse, Um, or lack of estrogen in your tissues. And then we talk about the treatments. Sometimes this is an overwhelming amount of information. So I'll frequently give you some education after we talk and then have you come back so that we can talk about it again if you're making any big treatment decisions. I like to give you time to process And I I think it's important to take your time. A lot of the time women have had incontinence or prolapse for a long time by the time they see me, and there's no reason to rush to a treatment. So just a couple of things about the exam and your time in the office. I've done this a lot of different ways. Before the pandemic, I used to have women come in, they would go to a room and we would sit and talk, and then they would go change and we would do the exam. And I really liked this because I found it was a lot more comfortable to talk before putting you in an exam room or having you undress. With the pandemic and different protocols, we had to change this. We have a lot of people working in the office right now, and so we haven't gone back to using multiple rooms. But since the pandemic, I have been doing a lot of virtual visits. And in a virtual visit or telemedicine, I talk to you in your home before you come into the exam. There's limitations with this. Sometimes women feel like it's not as efficient. I really like this approach because I feel like most women are more comfortable in their own homes, and it's just an easy way to start our professional relationship. So you can definitely ask to do things this way. It also helps me tell you what I think you need from your office visit to help you prepare for your office visit if there's any additional testing that I think you need, if I think you need bladder testing because of your leaking, if I think I need to look in your bladder, and then we can consolidate appointments to make it a little bit more efficient for you. I've also had some women come in over time and ask to just talk on that first appointment and decline an exam. Decline may not be the right word, but women who come in and and ask to be spoken to and educated before we do anything else. There are limitations to this approach. Without an exam, I may miss something, but this slower approach is also okay. And for some women, it's just a much safer feeling way. And this is a reasonable thing for you to ask for as well, if you feel like it suits you better. So what do I want you to know before you come into the office to see me? So the first thing is I want you to be proactive. If you just want to talk and you don't want to be examined, let me know at the start. It is a little limiting, but it can be a better place to start for some women. If there's information you want, tell me at the start. Maybe you want information about a surgery that your friend had. I can tell you about the procedure and why it may or may not be a good choice for you. And this helps me address the things that you're most concerned with at the beginning. If there's information that you want me to have, send it before your appointment. Old records, especially surgical reports, can be helpful. Sometimes these are easy to get, but sometimes they're not. So if you have a copy, it would be great if you brought it. 
The second thing is don't wait. Some of the issues that you're here for are hard to talk about. It may take the whole visit for you to work up the courage to tell me what's really bothering you. Tell me at the start so I can focus on this most important issue. And then the third thing is don't worry. I've heard it all before. You're not going to surprise me or shock me. I can't remember the last time that happened. Women tell me their most intimate secrets every day. You may leak urine in the office, or you might even fart during the exam. This happens every day. It's why you're here to see me, and it tells me how severe your leaking is. I expect this to happen. I have really quick reflexes. I can get out of the way, and I usually wear scrubs in the office. No worries. Another thing that women worry about all the time is smelling. And I would tell you, you don't smell. I promise. Lots of women will apologize for odor or anatomy prior to an exam. I've never had anyone who apologized for an odor who actually smelled. It's more likely to be something you worry about than a reality. And one more thing. You don't look weird. I'm an expert in pelvic anatomy. I know what is normal and what can change with muscle injuries, nerve injuries, radiation treatments, deliveries, and different surgeries. My goal is to figure out what parts work, what parts don't work, and how that correlates to what's bothering you. And then to think about what we can do to fix it. Weird isn't part of the evaluation. So with all of that, I just want to say, take your time and pick your path. Everyone makes their decisions in different ways. Some people need time to process and talk. Some know exactly what they want. Some women beeline to surgery, and some women work on conservative therapy for years. You do you. My job is to give you the options and guide you along the way. But you get to pick the path. Thanks for listening. If you want more information about me or my online work, check out my website at www.thewomensbladderdoctor.com.